Welcome to episode three of The Prophet's Perch, where God is calling us to soar higher, see farther, and learn to speak what he is showing us so that others may see and hear too. I want to talk today about a word I received in a dream because I think the Lord is being very strategic with this podcast in how he is preparing us regionally as a result of the women's conference called Release the Runners that was held in Culpeper a few weekends ago. If you're listening from another region, that's fine. I'm speaking specifically using Release the Runners as the example, but I believe God is either moving already in a region or preparing his people for what he's about to do. Release the Runners has already been invited to Kansas City in August to do another crusade in the same way called Call Me Courageous Conference. So he's already duplicating this, and he's just going ahead from the perch to prepare, I think, a people for what he's doing. So a couple of weeks ago, I woke up in the middle of the night to a phrase pounding in my ears. And my dreams are kind of funny because I will often dream in, in scenes and pictures like everybody else does, but I dream a lot in words. And so I repeated this phrase all night so I wouldn't forget it. That's how important I thought it was. And here was the phrase that probably, I, I think it was started like at midnight and I just kept repeating it until I finally got up about six. And here it was, do not despise the person to whom God has given the mission. I'll say it again. Do not despise the person to whom God has given the mission. On this podcast, I want to be faithful to releasing the word God gives because I believe he is giving them in strategic order according to how he is building and the next stone he wants to lay in our foundational understanding and cooperation of what he's doing. So in the first episode, I recounted what happened at Release the Runners in Culpeper the first weekend of May and why it was so powerful. I believe the Lord wanted to give language and understanding to what we had all experienced so that we can move together in this on the same page with prophetic insight of what is happening to all of us. And if you want a recap of that, you can listen to episode one before continuing with this one. In episode two, I recorded a crossover episode with Tabitha Haynes of Tab Talks Live to discuss witchcraft and the prophetic window that has seemingly opened for us here. It was interesting that that was the second episode after the Release the Runners conference. That wouldn't have been a topic I would have jumped out of the gate with, um, but it was a warning of the things we let into our lives that we don't even consider sometimes is a form of witchcraft. So I think this was important to understand because as we feel and see the Holy Spirit and our spirits begin to awaken to things of his spirit, we can very easily be deceived by things that aren't of God, but mimic the real thing and taint it, causing us to come into agreement with negative spiritual influences just because they feel similar to the pure ones. So on a prophetic podcast, raising up others to see and hear what God is doing, we don't want to be tricked and deceived. And as God is awakening us, he wants us to be alert. So just like Paul warned, he said, I am afraid, however, that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, 
your minds may be led astray for your sim- from your simple and pure devotion to Christ. For if someone comes and proclaims a Jesus other than the one we proclaimed, or if you receive a different spirit than the one, capital O, one you received, or a different gospel than the one you accepted, you put up with it way too easily. If you receive a different spirit than the one you received. Don't forget that. So now in this episode, the next stone God seems to be laying is a strong emphasis that he has set apart leaders with vision for the mission. And he is requiring us to honor them as the faithful stewards of the seed. And in that they will be faithful to steward us well. There are few things that will negate a move of God faster than despising or coming against the ones God has placed in charge of it. Even doing so is a form of witchcraft and sorcery. Now, let me stop here to say that I am a mental health practitioner who specializes in spiritual abuse and trauma. So I would never tell you to continue blindly with leaders who are not trustworthy, safe, or who use or abuse you in any way. So if you have questions about a leader you are involved with, please reach out to me or someone else you feel is safe and knowledgeable in this area. I always feel compelled to give that caveat because On this podcast, I am referring to leaders specifically who are healthy and safe, who will support, equip, disciple, and propel you to function in your gifts and callings as they pertain to the overall work they have been given to steward. And I think that's important, too. We don't cry foul and we don't cry abuse just because a leader tells us no. But you'll know healthy leaders when they do come along to support you, equip you, disciple you, and and thrust you into your gifts and callings as it pertains to the work that these leaders have been given to steward. So this is very serious in my spirit. Whether you're listening as part of the runner's team or involved in a work in your own region, I just want to encourage you not to despise the person to whom God has given the mission. And if you feel jealousy or despise them in any way, either find someone safe to help you work it out in yourself or don't get involved until this is remedied. It puts you at odds with what God is doing and possibly will destroy your relationships with others who are, are involved before you're ready to participate. So from the mental health perspective, there are many reasons you might despise a leader. And remember, we're talking about leaders who are generally healthy and humble servant leaders. So you may have jealousy. You may experience just wondering where you fit in. Like if she's doing this and I feel called to this too, then where is my place? You might feel overlooked. You might feel not as important as if you were the one leading it. You might be apt to criticize because she's not doing it the way that you would do it. And as a mental health professional, I would always encourage you to walk with someone through these feelings to the source of the pain, because most likely there's a reason you're feeling this way. And it probably has very little to do 
with the one you think it does. These are pain points that I believe need healing, not condemnation because you feel them. So maybe in a later episode, we'll circle back around to this for deeper discussion. But today I want to keep it geared towards the word. Do not despise the leader to whom the Lord has given the mission. If we do, if we engage in that in any way with our hearts or with our words, it is a form of witchcraft because you're cursing the person and you're cursing the work. Let me read from James 3, uh, 9 through 18. It says, with the tongue, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig tree grow olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good conduct, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast in it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure, then peace-loving, gentle, accommodating, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap the fruit of righteousness. And that's what we're after, is to protect the righteousness of a people and to protect what God is doing. We need humility laid down, sacrificial humility to run together. And it is no mistake that horses, if you saw the promotional materials, uh, that horses were used in the imagery and branding of the first conference. And it's being carried over to the second one in Kansas city in August. And so I've been learning a few things about horses. Um, and I want to speak to your spirit right now. So I just want to say, let your spirit receive this. This is, this is a form of a prophetic word using imagery and somewhat poetic language to show us what's available to us in the natural. If we can hear the spiritual in it. Okay. So I want to describe a few things about horses. And if you need to just close your eyes and let it waft into your spirit into your heart horses are social animals and they have a strong herd instinct which is one of the things i believe god is releasing to us if we will catch it a strong herd instinct in the wild horses live in herds for safety and protection and they also feed off each other's energy and direction which let me just say is one reason our energies have to be Holy Spirit driven and not demonically influenced. Remember what we heard earlier. If you receive a different spirit than the one you received, you put up with the deception way too easily. This is really important because it affects the whole herd. 
You cannot agree with the energy of hell and have it bless heaven or the herd or tribe or group of women you're running with. Because horses are prey and not predators, they need the herd for safety in numbers and to protect the young and weak. The herd is the classic strategy for survival among prey animals. They become amazing defenders, aggressive and strong when protecting themselves and their herd. In an attack, a herd can become a mighty offensive group rising up to defend their weak. It's also interesting to note, this is really important, that there is a natural running order in a pack of horses. And this hierarchy serves to minimize aggression rather than exacerbate it. You can see the pecking order immediately when you see a group of horses running together. And this order helps them partner together for lessons on the trail. Isn't that amazing? Having an order helps them partner rightly with others that they need lessons from to learn how to survive on the road. And it's also a bonding process with horses who are getting to know each other. They learn to read each other through proper order. And it establishes a whole language among the herd. And that is what I believe God is giving us, an order and a herd that protects, defends, cares for, nurtures, grows, teaches, and shapes us. He's giving us a whole language that bonds us to each other and to him to see the kingdom of God advance mightily across the earth and keep us safe while we're running together. There is order when horses run free. So I pray right now that you would take that into your spirit. If you need to hear it again, play it again. There is order when horses run free. Do not despise the person to whom God has given the mission. There's room for all of us to run. And the order that he establishes is good and right and holy. And we want to protect it in its beginning stages so that this thing goes city to city to city to city. And we pick up the herd as we go and we create them in other places and we just become a huge unstoppable pack of unbridled runners. And if you were at that first conference, you'll know we are running. We are running with the wind at our backs and Jesus in front of us. And it is amazing. And we want other people to be able to experience this too. So we have to protect it. And I just thank God for the, for the whole other language he's creating. I thank God for what he's doing in Culpeper and beyond. I thank him for all the ones who are joining this herd and I thank him for the opportunity to go so soon and do this again and so I thank you for listening today and um, share this with those who 
were at the conference or who might be interested in going to the next one. And uh, let me correct myself because we're not calling it a conference. This is a movement. This is a movement. And we celebrate it. So thanks for listening and I'll see you back next time.